0: All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, March 31st. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton.
1: Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, how are you feeling? How is your DCEU flu treating you right now? Are you in remission, or is DCEU flu taking stronger hold of you? Well,
0: Shazam was a giant bomb. Yes. So it's taking longer to recover from that. Than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's worse in the morning, but you know I'm able to function. Right. I'm able to function. Right. What What would truly help is if Dungeons and Dragons yes can overperform. Now, I I don't think it needs to do fifty or sixty. I'm not saying that, huh? I'm just saying if it could do something akin to. I don't know. What's a good comp for D and D? Uncharted, Uncharted. Okay, territory.
1: Okay. So if if you've got a dose of like into- forty million dollar D and D opening, that could really help. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And listen, even if it opens to thirty, right? I think maybe it'll it'll slowly help. Right. Because this movie is getting good reviews. Mm-hmm.
1: They're promoting the hell out of it. Yes. Yes. Well, let's get into it. This weekend, the big opener is the newest adaptation of the... Is it a fantasy role-playing game? Did, did you ever play Dungeons & Dragons when you were younger? Yes. Okay, so you're... Not when I was younger. Okay. I played it in my 30s. Okay, so when you were younger than you are now, but not when you were young. No. Mm-hmm. Not when you would call yourself young. Right, right, right. And And so... Is it fun? Is it good? what is what is it? Cuz I'm not listen, I'm a you know, I go out there, I do athletic things. I'm that type of person. I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's a lie. But a lie. what what is the appeal of Dungeons and Dragons? It's it's the appeal of saying I am a wizard, I have a wand, that type of thing. Number 1, I'm the jock of the two of us. That is uh
0: cuz I played soccer in high school. You know this. Right, right. Um but I would say I played it with a bunch of friends who were really super creative and we made it funny. Okay. And that's what was fun about it. It was basically just like, oh God, I don't want to say the word. Say, it. Uh, say that word. No, I can't say that word. I can't say it. Cause then you're going to, then you're going to say it. it's not, it does not seem fun. It's like, it's a little bit like improv. Oh boy. I know. But, but okay. Okay. But, uh, there's no going back from that, but it is fun depending on who you play with and how much they go by the actual rules. Okay. We were not super serious about it. Got it. Got so it. So it was fun. Got
1: it. So it seems like that may be the case with these movies. Cause this is the second Dungeons and Dragons big screen adaptation. There was a, ni- uh, a 2000 version starring Marlon Wayans that was a tremendous bomb at the box yes. office. It opened in December of 2000 and opened to 7.2 million on its way to a total of $15 million for a big, terrible, you know, post is this post Lord of the Rings or this is still pre Lord of the Rings at pre, that point. Pre Lord. Right. So it it was Dungeons and Dragons was trying to beat Lord of the Rings to the punch of being the big fantasy you know, uh epic. and that's a tremendous bomb. but the word on the street with this new one is that it's looser than that 2001, which uh, I remember as Jeremy Iron's movie seemed like it was very self-serious and you know uh, uh, trying to be uh, big and and epic, whereas this Chris Pine movie is getting good reviews for being light on its feet, for being funny, for being, a little bit self-mocking so maybe that is the key to Dungeons and Dragons and Generals to not take it so seriously whether you're playing well, or whether you're making a movie
0: yeah so here let's just talk quickly about where D&D is in culture okay. right now okay right.
1: you would know because you're a big D&D guy all right I'm
0: not a big D&D guy but in the 80s it was looked at as something that was satanic and would steal your children right I mean, that was D&D. If not that, it was so nerdy mm-hmm. that only the nerdiest of nerds would do it. Okay. But with the advent of, like you said, Lord of the Rings, the House of the Dragon and your Game of Thrones, those sort of things have put dragons in medieval sort of settings in fantasy back in not the center of culture, but definitely more centralized. hmm And the thing with D&D is there's a lot of D&D podcasts Mm. where comedians Mm -hmm. will play Dungeons and Dragons. And there's some very popular ones. So I think a lot of people know D&D for, you know, people goofing around. Also, famous people have claimed to be fans. Vin Diesel is one okay he has he's a big D D guy jason momoa is a big D D guy so there are celebrities that talk about it okay. so it is not niche
1: anymore okay okay but, but vin diesel is not doing a voice in this movie am i correct he's not playing the the voice no the but what i'm saying
0: is that just having somebody who is that level of famous mention a property mm-hmm. And he, I think the the last witch hunter, I think was based on his D and D, his like D D story or whatever that he played with his buddies. Okay. So, so there is a level of like people know what D mm-hmm. and D is, and more more aware now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The problem could be, as you were stating before, is that how many people actually want to see this on screen? That's the big and. Um, and the hardcores, as much as comedy is such a huge element of Dungeons and Dragons, will the hardcores revolt at another oh ha ti hee you are making fun of the thing i like sort of marvelization of a property? Uh-huh. That's the question.
1: Well, well, I mean, I have not seen this film. You have not seen this film we, we did greatly enjoy the latest trailer for this film. That was an extended mm-hmm. joke. It was a, basically an extended, you know, look at one scene, one gag from the movie. And it does feel like the humor is less making fun of the property, less sort of winky Marvel stuff, and a little bit more just old-fashioned goofiness, you know, like a, a, yeah. a Monty Python style of humor, rather than a, like, you know, smirky. Even though this does have a Chris, it has one of the Chris's. It doesn't have one of the Marvel Chris's, and yeah, so it. But does,
0: he's a smirky Chris. He's definitely a smirky Chris. He's
1: a smirky Chris, but uh, it feels like this humor is not so self satisfied as the Marvel humor usually is. Though again, we haven't seen this film, so right now I think you touched on something. Dragons have definitely been brought. Forward in the culture in a way they were not in 2000 because 2000 Lord of the Rings hadn't come out so you didn't have the dragon from that movie you didn't have the uh, Game of Thrones hadn't aired for another what 10 years or so before Game of Thrones would be on dragons are huge right now so to me even more than Chris Pine is the star this movie is going to be a test of how big are dragons and can Mm -hmm because dragons traditionally have not been a huge draw at the box office. You know, yeah. I, what was the Dragon Heart? Dragon Heart is that the Sean Connery one, right? I think that's the the I, I think that's the uh, Sean Connery movie. Is yes, where he he voices the dragon. And I'm gonna get. I, I don't think that that was a big hit at the box office. I'm looking that up now, but that my memory of that was that that was a summer movie that kind of came and went open to 15 million right in may of 1996 so may 96 that's an attempt at a big summer movie and only legged out to 51.3 yeah exactly so so you know and then you had the the dungeon dragons come out four years later and that tanked so traditionally big dragon movies, you know, there was that Aragon movie based on the big hit book. Oh, and it was supposed huge to be bomb. huge bomb. And that was supposed to be one where we're gonna make eleven of these, and they made one. So And do you remember Reign of Fire? Right. The, with
0: Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey, also a movie that underperformed. Right. In- 2002 right open to 15 that seems to be 15 seems to be the level that dragons were at a 15 million opening
1: so you mentioned uncharted earlier and uncharted opened uh what in in february of 2022 and i think it opened to about 43 million 44 F- i
0: think it was 44 44 right?
1: domestic and i i get that those have a 44. lot of similarities but I think the test here is, does the dragon aspect pull it under uncharted? You know, would people rather have a swashbuckling adventure that is just dragon free as opposed to featuring a dragon, which may be a negative? I think the dragon aspect still has some nerdy connotations to the average movie goer. That to me, is, wow is, is is the big problem here. So you think dragons can drag it down? I, I mean, if you look at the history of the box office, that's been the case. And Lord of the Rings has a dragon, but it's not like the dragon is the draw. You know, it's not well, Lord of the Dragons. You know what? The Hobbit had a whole movie ma- named after one of the dragons. Smaug. That, yeah, whatever his name was. But it wasn't called Smaug the Dragon. I think maybe some people showed up, not even knowing what Smaug was going to be. They thought, yeah, he but might those be just were like disappointing
0: com- compared to the other uh, films.
1: I get. I mean, all the but, common movies were huge, but I feel like the dragon wasn't the star or in the title the way it is in Dungeons and Dragons. Pat, I'm gonna just name one
0: franchise that may change your mind here. Okay, How to Train Your Dragon. Wow. That's a great animated one. animated. Mm-hmm. but the first movie opened to forty three, legged out to two seventeen and had a worldwide of half a billion dollars mm-hmm. right? Number two made forty nine opening weekend, one seventy seven domestic, and then six fourteen worldwide, okay, right. So these movies, and then again, 55 for the third one, 160 domestic, and then half a billion for worldwide. So people like training dragons. Right. And they like animated dragons, but these are CGI dragons, which are a different beast for sure. Right,
1: right. Well, you know, those are kids movies. Kids may like dragons more than adults like dragons. You Mm -hmm. know, adults may feel like, I have to outgrow my love of dragons to be a man, to be a woman, to be a person. Person, you know. Whereas a kid, dragons are cool. I love dragons. Leave me alone. Don't say I'm a nerd just because I like dragons. So, yes. So, but we'll see. I think I think that's a great movie to bring up. How to Train Your Dragon may have also been How to Train Your Movie audiences to embrace dragons. Here's the thing
0: that I think is, and I, I don't want to be too negative about no, this movie. No, Because I do want this movie to do well, and I am looking forward to seeing this movie. Yes. But Chris Pine mm-hmm, is not a butts-in-your-seats movie star. Not at all. And nobody, nobody in this movie is a genuine draw, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Michelle Rodriguez, which she may have her fans, Right. But it's not, they're not enough to make this movie move the needle, mm-hmm. right? You've got Ray Jean Page, or I'm, I'm probably saying his name in the wrong order, but the gentleman from Bridgerton, whose heat kind of has cooled. I don't oh, think he's yeah. a draw in a way. No. Um, the young girl from It, Lily something. Okay. She also... The, the, the heat has cooled a little bit. Yes. Because it it, that second It movie was uh, not well liked, did good money, but was not well liked. Hugh Grant, who you would think he's a draw, but he's like a Woody Harrelson in the sense that I don't think anybody's mad when he's in a movie, but I don't know if anybody runs out to see
1: him if he's in a movie. Okay. Yeah, I think he's in a he's in a good spot where I think he's more beloved than he has been in a long time. I think he's fully uh, f- he's he, I think now he's fully gotten over the prostitute scandal. I think that mm-hmm. is now fully behind him at this point. We can But say really, that. Pat, what was he thinking? What was well, the, I mean, that should still Did be the, ever- that should still be the first question anyone asks him when you see Hugh Grant is what were you thinking? yeah. Um, I don't think he ever really sufficiently answered it. No, but you know what? We've all gotten over that, finally. But I I agree. I'm looking at Chris Pine's uh, box office history, and he's been someone who's been in a lot of franchises. You know, he's Mm -hmm. been in the Wonder Woman movies, the Star Trek movies. Um, You know, he's been in something like A Wrinkle in Time, which the property is, although I guess that would be a comp. You know, in that you Oh, that was a terrible bomb. Well, it made 100 domestic total. Obviously, it had a big budget, but it did get to 100. So it's definitely not a terrible bomb. You know, I would say that that did fine. But he had a very much a supporting role, even in that. He was Mm -hmm. not the lead. He was like a guy who pops up along the adventure. I think if you're looking at Chris Pine vehicles, where he is the star, the movies you have to look at are 2016, the finest hours. He was the star of that. And that movie made a total of 27 million domestic. That's a giant bomb. Yeah. Um. And then Jack, Sha- Jack Ryan shadow recruit where he takes over the Jack Ryan part. That mm-hmm. movie made a total of $50 million at the box office opens at 15. So You know, those are the ones where it is like, all right, the only reason to come see this is Chris Pine. And that's obviously not the case in Dungeon Dragons. This is an IP. But yeah, he's a guy that people like, but is in no way a draw at the box office. But
0: on a positive note, I -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. at this moment, he's probably at the best level of celebrity he's been in a long time. Okay. Because he is the only person who came out of the don't worry, darling Mishigash Mm. looking like an adult. Yes. Right. Florence Pugh. We love Florence Pugh, but she definitely was. uh, She definitely was making a statement about that movie by not doing press and coming off. I don't want to say bratty because I don't think she was bratty, but I think she definitely was. Uh, negative about that experience in that movie in a way that Chris Pratt, uh Chris, sorry, pine was not, mm-hmm. he got spit on. He got spit on by a five foot one pop star from England. Yep.
1: He did get and spit on. Let's
0: just say it. He got spit on and he did not pull a Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He smiled and he moved on because yep. he knew, guess what? This kid ain't going to be good in movies. He ain't going to be a movie star. And I'm closer to being a movie star than he is. Yes. He can stay in his music world where he's background for people while they're doing TikTok dances. I'm on the biggest screens possible, and I like those screens up. So he can just do whatever he does, and I'm cool. Yeah. So he also has great fashion sense. He's got that salt and pepper hair now. I think a lot of ladies are into the Chris Pine experience. Mm. But
1: will that translate to tickets? That is the big question. I think Chris Pine is not the reason for the season. He's not the one that's going to make you say, I've got to see Dungeons and Dragons because Chris Pine is in it. But he is, I think you're right. He's definitely a star that people say, oh, I was already thinking about seeing this and he's not going to dissuade me. If anything, he may push me over the top to go see this in a way that, yes, if this, was a movie starring I don't know some other lesser star you know uh Joel Edgerton I don't know if this was Dungeons and Dragons starring no, Joel Edgerton I think that's
0: a good then that's a good I think alone. less
1: people would want to go see this movie it probably wouldn't be as light on its feet you know and this could be this is kind of the lane in which Chris Pine shines because you look at his box office and one of the things that he's good at is comedy. You know, Mm -hmm. like him being in something like Horrible Bosses or Horrible Bosses 2. Was he in both of them or just the second one? He was just in the second one. Um, In a much better film than the first. He's good in that. He's, of course, great in the Wet Hot American Summer prequel series. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, we're not the streamo boys, but he was great in that series. He just may be someone who is better received in a lighter vehicle than serious stuff like Finest Hours, Jack Ryan. He doesn't have the gravitas to pull that off, but yeah, he's light on his feet, and maybe that's how people are going to want to see him. But I agree. He's not going to bring people there, but he may be a reason that people get pushed over the top to see this. And he might be a reason why women whose boyfriends want to go see the Dungeons & Dragons movie, they might say, All right, sure. Chris Pine is in it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And quickly, before
0: we do our money, we're going to say what we think this is going to make and do our top fives. Sophia Lillis is the the actor I was trying to think of. So I just did not want to say a name and make it seem like I was being glib because I'm not. You're not. You are not being glib. Um, And this movie also stars Justice Smith who is probably most well-known for being cuckolded by Sidney Sweeney in the Amazon movie, The Voyeurs. So he is also in this film.
1: Oh, good for him. Great film. If you have not seen it, do yourself a favor. Stream it tonight. Yeah, that's a campaign that everybody should mount. Yes. Um, All right, let's just do it. Let's get into our prediction. Well, one one thing that we should note is – There is a religious movie opening this weekend, uh, Clayton. Mm -hmm. So it is, I'm looking for it now, Angel Studios. His only son? His only son. And it's getting, unconfirmed but estimated count, 1,900 locations this weekend. And it's from the same uh, studios that partner with Fathom Events for The Chosen releases. So 1900 theaters. Well, I think theaters, it's, a, it's a fathom event, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's a fathom event. 1900 theaters, his only son, which I'm assuming refers to Jesus. So they're going with the big IP there. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is not the burning bush or one of the lesser characters. This is his only son. Um, So it's a big one, but it's not Easter weekend, though. Maybe that's better because Easter weekend, the fans of this are going to be busy, I don't know. Do oh, they've think- got, they, they've got appointments. They've got a place to be. Right. Right. So I don't know. Do you think this is going to be a big church bus weekend? Is this a movie that can make $4 million or so opening? Weekend? I mean, the,
0: the, the, nah. I mean, the buses will be in full effect here. I, I, I don't know how much buzz is on this movie. Uh-huh. Box office pro is saying it's going to make about 2.7. Possibly that is not enough to be in the top five. So Unless this thing becomes a phenomenon, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard-pressed to beat out Scream Okay, to make it to the top five. So I would say, uh, right now, marginal. Marginal. But these movies, I mean, they if this thing makes $2 million, it's still good box office for something that the... Regular populace has no clue about. Right,
1: right. And they really didn't have to spend anything to promote. There's no No, commercials during the NBA for his only son coming to theaters. No, just pamphlets uh, passed out to people before they get the collection plate going. Yep. All right. So then let's do it. Let's jump into our top five predictions for this weekend and our prediction for the Dungeons and Dragons (sighs) number. So I mean, I'm going to go first. I am going to say, you know what? I'm still a little iffy on the dragon thing. I know you, you, you know, I know you really, you came up with how to train your dragon and dragons, maybe are cooler than they were before, but you're a D and D guy. You're into this kind of stuff. You're a big D &D and D &D guy. So you're inclined to go that way. I'm going to say 32 million. I think Dungeons and Dragons opens to 32 million. Um, I want it to be a giant hit. I love a movie like this getting a big box office release, but I think 32 million. So that's first place. It's gonna come in first place. Well, okay. well, now that I look at that's it. Say. Yeah. Honestly, no, I take that back because I think that I think that John Wick chapter four, which has gotten amazing reviews and has gotten so much. You got to see this in theaters buzz. I'm going John Wick chapter four, retaining its crown at number one, because I think it'll make 35 million. You know, it'll have a drop in the low fifties. So I'm going John Wick chapter four makes 35 dungeons and dragons makes 32 right behind it. And then right behind that number three is going to be scream six And then right behind that is going to be number four, Creed 4, Creed 3. And then number five is going to be Shazam Fury of the Gods. That's my top five. Yeah, Shazam is too much like this Dungeons and Dragons. It's got
0: a dragon in it. I mean, we didn't even mention that Fury of the Gods has a dragon in it, which
1: was the worst timing for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, because that dragon specifically has gotten a lot of bad press. Because you've got Zachary Levi out there telling everyone this is a family film, and then people are fighting back saying, "No, well, you got a dragon in there that eats someone." So yeah, dragon. That dragon's out here killing people. Yeah, but I I, I think Shazam's going to fall behind Scream and Creed and land at number five. But yeah, I'm going John Wick number one. I think it's going to have an incredible hold and make around mm-hmm. thirty five million. So that's my top five. Here's what I'm going to say about John Wick Chapter Four not retaining.
0: Loses the IMAXs and the PLFs. That's big. I think Dungeons and Dragons is going to eke out a victory on the power of PLFs and IMAXs. Okay, but it is going to be very close, and I think it's going to be at the low end of the tracking. I'm actually going to go 31 here. Wow, okay? lower than me, and you're a D and D guy. I'm not a D and D guy. 31 million dollars. Number one. Number two, John Wick. And I think it's going to be close. I think he could do 30, 29, something like that for John Wick. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go Creed 3. Wow. Then I'm going to go Scream 6. Wow. And then I'm going to go Shazam Fury of the Gods. Although it would be amazing if his only son could overperform to such an extent that his only son beats. Shazam! Right, right. A a a false god, a false god. Right, right, right. Shazam! Now, here's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons. Before we wrap up, I don't think necessarily this movie has to have a giant opening weekend to be successful. Paramount is invested in this film. This feels like a movie that you're gonna have to have a few brave souls go out and see and love. Mm -hmm. They've been previewing the crap out of it. That's why you're probably gonna see less box office for this because they've been having previews on sundays they've been having wednesday previews they've been having all these previews that are not going to necessarily add into the opening weekend Mm -hmm. well they could do some
1: funky math and say last sunday's preview is part of the opening weekend we'll see they
0: could they definitely could but i do think maybe this is going to be a weaker opening than uh that most blockbusters have Mm -hmm. but i do think People are going to like it and recommend it, and this movie is going to have legs. I I think that this dragon will have legs.
1: All right. Well, we'll see. We'll cover that in the episodes to come after we get the opening weekend numbers. Um, I agree. I don't think this is a play where it's a make-or-break opening weekend because luckily the movie is getting good reviews and hopefully we'll have good word of mouth. But we will see. Now – it needs to. It doesn't need to, but
0: it should be John Wick. If it doesn't be John Wick, that is bad because you want to be the number one movie.
1: Yeah there there is just something. Uh, even if it doesn't actually matter, there's something uh, there's something psychological that matters about opening number. The one.
0: ads for the ads, the ads to get more people to come the next week and the next weekend. Number one movie in America yeah. still
1: says a lot. Yeah. Definitely. You want to have that in your, you know, print ad in the local newspapers for sure. So uh, let's see. So Clayton, I think we've done it for this preview episode. So anyone who wants to email us about your Dungeons and Dragons experience. And when I say that, I mean your experience seeing the new film Dungeons and Dragons. Do not email us about playing the yeah. uh the actual game at home with your friends we don't want that yes. well clayton may want that email because no, he's a dnd guy no no, but no. i'm not I, a dnd guy we share the email account so i don't want to read about that he's talked about his dungeons and dragons playing career long enough so i don't want to read that so do not email us at the bo boys podcast at gmail.com with your real life dungeons and dragons playing experience just your movie watching experience again that's the bo boys podcast at gmail.com so follow us on twitter at the bo boys pod want to be o intern chris doing a great job with the clips and the videos and going back and forth having fun movie discussions on twitter at the bo boys pod watch subscribe like us on the youtube channel find us on youtube Right down there, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button. We are YouTubers right now. Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, but specifically on Apple Podcasts. That's the only one that really matters. Give us five stars. Leave a review. Helps new wannabe-o boys, wannabe-o girls, wannabe-o people. People find the podcast. Um, Clayton, I told you the other day, the other episode, how I I was given a box labeled B.O. Boys by my mom. She found it mixed yeah. some really old stuff. Um, I'm I got the box here. I got the box. There it is. I opened it. There's there's cassettes in there. There's cassettes Ooh. in there. So just wanted to throw that out. I haven't listened to anything yet, but in this box. Labeled the Bo Boys that my mom found mixed in with some old stuff. There's cassettes, so you know, there you go. So we'll are they be- labeled? Uh, I I haven't investigated further than that, but there are cassettes. Wow, you're a busy man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't had time, but I am reporting. I found a box of cassettes in a box marked the Bo Boys with some very old stuff. So there you okay. go. We'll see if that leads anywhere. Um, anything else, Clayton, or do you think we've done it? We've done it, Pat. Yeah.
0: Uh, I just don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for I'm not d and D guy. And you are D. Until next time. Will smell, smell you at the, the bar. Bar.
1: Nailed it now! Oh. Shit.